This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we're in a new series this month, and the title of it is, on this particular day, is Discovering the Joy of God's Will. Discovering the Joy of God's Will. And, you know, I'm going to say this, that, you know, um, a lot of times... Um, I think that we get preconceived ideas about what it's like to follow God. And we get preconceived ideas on, you know, serving God. And, um, and, and, and I think that, you know, that people, you know, religion will tell you that, that serving God, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to be happy serving God. Religion will, will, will tell you that, uh, that, you're, uh, that serving God is, you're going to have to lay down a lot of your natural comforts to serve God. Amen? And I, I'm going to say this, that God's not a killjoy. I mean, God has designed each one of us. And, he, and each one of you are special and one of a kind. And, um, and, and you know... Uh, God wants you moving into that place that he designed for you. Amen. And so, listen, uh, I, I, I never knew that God was calling me to be a, a pastor or a, a minister. But, you know, there were some things that that God revealed to me early. You know, some some things that I wanted to do um, that brought me into this place. And, and God will put desires on the inside of us. And what we need to do is just step up and do the little things. And then as we start doing the little things, we'll start moving into that place that God wants us to move into. Amen. And so uh, tra- tra- tradition uh, will uh, tell us and tradition will tell us uh, or, or tell us how to to pray. And have you ever heard this about praying for the will of God that 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 you can add something at the end of a prayer? And um, and, and some uh, religious people or tradition, traditional ways to pray is to add this. If it be thy will. Has anybody ever heard that? Lord, uh, I'm going to go do this, and at the end of your prayer, if it be thy will. Has anybody ever been taught to pray like that in here? You know, that, that almost like you don't ever know if it's God's will, but Lord, I'm going to go over here, if it be thy will. Lord, heal this person, if it be thy will. <laughs> And so that kind of gives you a connotation is you never know what, what the will of God is. You, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And tradition, and, and, and we, we pick this up, um, and, and teachers pick this up. And I, I think that, you know, it's sort of like the extreme sovereign teaching of God. It's kind of like God is in total control. And so you never know what God wants to do in a situation. And so you always, you know, you never know. So, so pray the safe prayer. Some pastors pray it safe. And so if they, they're not 100% sure if God's going to heal the person, they just throw on, God heal, the, heal, heal this person if it be thy will, just in case. But you know what? It is God's will for you to be healed. It is God's will for you to be set free. It is God's will to, for you to be delivered. It is God's will. God's word is his will. And so we have to get a revelation of that. And what people, people get this 
uh, from, they, they think Jesus prayed this way. And really, they get it from Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying and he was praying and he said, you know, Father, you know, I pray that this cup pass me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. But we, we, we kind of, we, we read into things and we hear maybe a, an anointed preacher that, that's great at preaching and he can orate and he can do all these things. But then he prays that if it be thy will. And just because it's a good minister and a great preacher and an orator doesn't mean he knows everything and that he may have some bias on the extreme sovereignty of God. Amen. In other words, that God is the one that's pushing all the buttons and pulling all the strings. But, you know, God's not doing it all. You know, if it's, you know, in other words, there is a man's side to following the will of God and there's a God's side. And God's not going to do your part and you can't do God's part. So it's, it's, it's a combination. We got to do the natural and then God can do the supernatural. And so that's, that's the key. So, so I really believe that people, they, they struggle with the will of God in their lives. Amen? And, uh, and there's, there's four schools of thought. There's some schools of thought about following the will of God, knowing the will of God. And, and one, one thought here is people have a fear of knowing God's will. And the reason why is they, get, they have an erroneous idea. If you follow God, if you start doing his will, your life is going to be boring. Anybody have that one? Your life is going to be all Boresville. I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything fun anymore. Or your life is going to be miserable. Anybody out there like that? Or if you do, I mean, you might, you know, or if you do God's will, it's just going to be a constant struggle. Amen. But, but God's will is the most exciting thing you will ever do. And it will be the most satisfying thing in your life. Amen. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they get, you know, some say that some people, they get a career at 21 and they get their career at 21 and they, and, and they, and they actually, and they get into a place where they're doing the same job, but it's not really fulfilling them and they're not really living life until, you know, and, and they just, and they get into a place where they're, they're just making a living instead of living life. I like what my brother says, live in the dream. And we need to learn, we, we need to be living the dream. Amen. Glory to God. God wants, God has a dream for each one of you. Amen. And it's a good dream. It's a lot, it's a good dream. It's a good, God has, he, he wants more for you than you want for yourself. Some people think if I start serving God, I'm going to have to give it all away. I'm going to have to sell it all. I'm going to have to live a life of poverty, take a vow of poverty. No, I, I've taken a vow of prosperity. Amen. I have taken a vow of health. Yes, amen. amen. I'm not, are you hearing what I say? You, you're going to have to suck it up. You know, if you're going to serve God, you're going to be a miserable. <laughs> I was going to say something, use some words here, S, but anyway. But you're going to be a miserable person. 
<laughs> Mercy. <laughs> And uh, another another school of thought: If I discover the will of God, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I will, I will hate it. I will hate it. And and this is a school of thought. And some people actually teach this to their congregants. Uh, they teach some ministers teach if the thing that normally the thing that you hate is what God wants you to do. Have you ever heard that? If you hate it, then that's God's will for you. Think about that. So if you got, you know, I don't, you know, if you hate it, listen, what it is, is the outward man hates to do anything. (laughs) Anybody wants to go to a mission trip with me and go down to Africa and preach? And somebody, yeah, yeah, you want to eat some grub worms? And (laughs) no, no, I want to be in a hotel. I don't mind preaching, pastor, but I better be in the five-star hotel in Africa. Better have air conditioning. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be walking any dusty roads. <laughs> you but and, and we get and, and our flesh, we, we cater to our flesh way too much. Amen. I mean we, we pamper our flesh. Yes, and really the outward man is dictating to the inward man. Amen. And the outward man, you gotta push put down the outward man. And sometimes the outward man will make you think that what you don't want to do is really what you what you're going to be fulfilled in doing. Hello. See, when, when I, listen, the, you know, the enemy put in my heart, you don't want to be a pastor. They're all boring people. They stay home and they're always in the same congregation. They, they marry the church. They don't date it. You know, it's more fun to date, right? Anyway, but anyway, and, 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 and the enemy put in my heart that I, that really be more exciting to be an evangelist. And really try to sell me in the idea that being a pastor would not be fulfilling. It's not something that I didn't want to do. Amen. And the enemy will put those things in you. And but but you need to discover. And, you know, the title of this sermon is discovering the joy of God's will. And, and I'm telling you, you will start when you start moving into the things of God, you will discover Wow, you know, God's will in your life, and you'll discover that you can do things you never thought you could do. There are gifts, there are abilities in each one of us, and until we start taking small steps, we will never be all that God wants us to be. Amen? And so so this is the idea that that if you if you hate this, if you you know, somebody would say, Pastor, how do I know the will of God? You know, you'll know it if you hate it. And that's and that's not really true because God has designed each one of us and what he's designed us to do. We will fit into that place. Amen. Amen. In other words, it's not hard for me to be up here to pre to preach to you guys. You know, it's it's not really that taxing. It's there's a grace for me. Amen. You know, I'm up here and you say, wow, this guy's awesome, you know. No, not really. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm not up here by myself. Amen. I got the Holy Spirit. Yes. I got the grace of God. Yes. I hopefully have you guys praying for me, yes. especially for pride. But anyway, <laughs> it's like that one minute says, one, one person said, uh, uh, you know, we'll keep the pastor broke and, and God, you keep him humble. Amen. Okay. You know, Okay. Hallelujah. But anyway, and so and so you're not going to hate what God calls you to do, but there might be some fear in it. 
in, in what God's calling you to do. Amen. But you got you listen, you, you face fear. The death of fear will soon to come. In other words, God might be trying to draw some of you to, to maybe to move a little bit further into the will of God. And, and, and fear is holding us back because we're just not too sure. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Just do it afraid. Just move forward anyway. Amen. There's some things that I did this week. I didn't think I could do in the natural, but I just moved forward in it and I got it accomplished. Just by the grace of God. Amen. And I'm telling you, you start moving. You just start, you know, that, that movie. What about Bob? Anybody ever seen that movie? Baby Steps. Baby Steps. Anybody see that movie? What about Bob? Baby Steps. And so, and so uh, it's just taking baby steps into the full will of God. Amen? Uh, there's another school of thought. God's will is only for those, those that are gifted people. It's only for those that can sing and that those are eloquent in speech. Those can, and that's not me. <laughs> and, and I butcher the English language terribly. But anyway, um, and uh, Pastor, you're, no. But anyway, but, but we think that the will of God is for the superstars. Do you know what I'm saying? We, 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 listen, we, we, any of you watch, uh, uh, Christian, uh, uh, ministers on TV Amen. and these guys are, they're like superstars, you know, they're up there and they're like superstars. You're like, wow, I could never talk like that. I mean, they're awesome, you know, and look at what they're doing and they got these mega churches and you know, how are they doing it? You know, and you think that's for the elite. We, 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 we put ministers on a pedestal. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we say, wow, they're so up there. It's for special people. If I'm connecting with anybody today, let them do all the ministry. I'll just sit back and just be a cheerleader. Amen. And, but God doesn't want to, he, you know, it's more fun to be in the game than just to be a spectator. It's more fun to, to, to be in the fight. You know, it, you know the, the people that's on the dream team here at Exceed Life Church, we're working together. It's a team effort. Everything is working together to pull off a successful service. So that people can be touched by the mercy and the love of God. So we can present the gospel in the best possible way to reach somebody for Jesus. Amen. And so, and we're, and it's not just all me up here. Thank God that we have people that are in place setting everything up. Amen. Thank God for the dream team. Dream team. Where are you guys at, buddy? Amen. Do this. But anyway, but God, but, but we believe that sometimes it's just the gifted people or the super spiritual people. Amen. Sometimes what the enemy will do, and this is what I really think of the enemy does that hinders us from moving into the, the full will of God is he, he, he tells us this. You just got way too many problems to really get really, really involved in church. You, you got, you, you got to get, you got to, you got to get fixed up first. Are you here? What is it? Does the enemy ever do that to you? You know, you, 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 you know, the enemy will say, you know, you're just not that bright. You, you don't have any discernible talents. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really, the best thing you can do is just sit there in the chair. 
Amen. No, no. And the enemy will try to make you think that, that you don't have anything to give. Everybody has something to give. Amen. Amen. And the enemy will try to make you think that you just have way too many problems. Amen. And listen, listen, God's God is not looking for people that are perfect people. He's not looking for the perfect. He, he's, he's, he's not looking for gold vessels. He's not looking for silver vessels. He's looking for willing vessels. He's not trying to look to see how, how perfect you are. Amen. And, and how you walk with Christ. Thank God for that or I wouldn't be up here. Amen. If you, man, I lost it this week. I got angry. I got upset, man, about, about something. And man, I wasn't acting like a pastor. You might want to put a B in front of that, you know, and a D at the end. But, but I wasn't. I, I was acting like somebody else. I was mad. They, they, the, the, I was, man, I want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about what happened this week. I want, glory to God. Yen said, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Boy, I, I want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm still not over it. But I had to pray this morning and say, Lord, I forgive that person. Yes. It's companies. Jesus. I'm talking about companies in general. Have you ever had a big company just take advantage of you? Yes. 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 Amen. <laughs> 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 Can I give you one story? <laughs> if I talk about it, I'm going to get angry. My blood's going to boil. <laughs> talking about it today. And, I, and it's not over. I'm talking to the general manager tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Do you know why? Can I just say this? <laughs> Can I say this? People that work for a company, they don't really work for the company. You know who they work for? They work for you. Because you're the consumer, and if you're not buying their product, then they don't have anybody to serve, and they go out of business. So, you know, they think they're working for the company. No, they're working for you. If they don't serve you, then they're they're not serving the company. Okay. (laughs) You work for me, buddy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Man. Mercy. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I've already lost this message already. But. Amen. God forgive that person. But anyway, and that group of people. Amen. So, it, so God doesn't use perfect people. Think about this. Think about this. God saw a man named Noah. And, uh, and, and, and God saw his heart. And, God, and, and Noah, what, the Bible says he was a righteous man in his day. He was a, a preacher of righteousness. And, and in that day, I'm telling you, it was evil all around, kind of like today. <laughs> you know, there's evil all around us. You know, the very atmosphere, not here, but when you get outside, the very atmosphere is opposed to God. It's a, just, hey, listen, just... To get a Bible, walk around somewhere, you know, go to Starbucks or go to somewhere and hold your Bible around. Start walking around. People will back off. You know what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's evil out here. 
But even though it's evil, listen, listen, you don't have to allow the evil to get on the inside of you. Amen. I almost let that happen this week. But you don't have to let the evil. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get inside of you, praise God. And Noah was a man that God, you know, called to build the ark, to build a ship that he never done. He never built a ship before. But, but God said, I gave him the schematics, gave him the plans, showed him how to do it. And he was able to save his family and the animals. But what's interesting about Noah, he ended up in a tent, you know, drunk and naked. Think about that. Why does God have to include these things in, in the Bible? You know, why can't he just why can't he just be the perfect guy? Noah was the perfect guy. You know, he didn't have any problems. He had some problems with, with, with wine, I guess. Amen. He was drunk and naked in his tent. And of course, his, and then his son had a problem. He, ma- he mocked his father, which was a bad thing for him to do. Amen. We don't want to mock people. We don't want to scorn people. We don't want to do those things. But see, God, even though God, we have some problems on the outside, God is not looking on the outside. He's looking on the inside of our heart. Do you have a desire to serve God? All it takes is a little desire. All it takes is just a little bit. You just got to have a desire. And then you have to fan that desire with, with, with a revelation of what God wants you to do. Amen? And so, uh, you know, we, we have uh, Abraham. And, you know, he's called the father of our faith. But you know what? He had a fear that uh, the Egyptians were going to kill him over his beautiful wife. Amen. He had a fear of death. Even though God said at the very beginning, I'm going to protect you. See, see, everybody thinks that Abram, you know, was this great man of faith in the very beginning. He wasn't. It was the process of time he became the great man of faith. You see, we we read these stories and we think Abraham was a great man of faith. He was able to hold out 25 years. He didn't hold out 25 years. What, Pastor? No, it was in the 10th year when his wife said, I got a great idea. Won't you hook up with my maid? Think about that. He said, I got a great idea. And he, she said, well, you know, he looked at her and she, she has nice legs, you know. <laughs> well, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you're like, oh, I'm not, you know. But, you know, I... <laughs> Mercy. I mean, he would have made a great Mormon. No, I won't go there. In the early days in the Mormon church, I don't want to go there, but they believe in polygamy, you know, marrying more than one. Okay. That's kind of out of their bylaws right now. But anyway, I won't go there. But anyway, so, so, but, but he, but it looked like he fouled up the plan of God. I'm going to say this, even though we might make some mistakes on our way to the perfect will of God, even though we may make some mistakes, God still can fix it. Amen. And even though it was in the 10th year, that in the ten, and the number 10 stands for test. Amen. When you ever get, look at the number 10, you know, it's always, you know, dealing with tests in the Bible. And so, and so, and so it appeared that they, they missed the mark. And they really did miss the mark. But God, the plans and purpose of God, the Bible says, are without repentance. Which means that if God puts a, a, a purpose and a plan on your life, He's not going to take it away from you. 
And so Abraham, his purpose and plan was to have the seed, really, of the, the, the seed, really, uh, to, to go forth. And through that line, through that lineage, Jesus would be born. Amen. And so Isaac was the promised seed of Abraham. Amen. And Isaac means laughter. And I'm going to say this to you today. God's bringing you into a place where you're going to start laughing again, where you're going to start rejoicing again, where you're going to start saying, "Woo, man, it's so good to be serving God. It's so good to be in the will of God. It's so good to be in the plans of God. I'm telling you, you're going to be laughing again. Maybe the enemy's laughing at you right now like he did this week with me. But I'm telling you, I'm going to get the last laugh. Don't touch God's anointed. But do his prophets no harm. And don't mess with his pastors either. But anyway. Can't get over a godly person. Amen. Don't take advantage of man of cloth. I'm still working it out. I'm working it out, Lord. I'm working it out. Amen. Say God's working it out. The Bible says that God will work out all things for good to those who love Him. And I've, I've learned some things. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm an expert in a certain field right now. I mean, I did my studying. And so anyway, <laughs> I'd love to tell you the story. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, King David you know, you think about King David. He was anointed as a, you know, possibly a 17-year-old boy. He was anointed as king. And, and think about this. And he had the anointing of him of a champion. He had anointing of him as a giant slayer. I mean, he took out lions. He took out bears. This man was powerful. Praise God. And God saw David and saw his heart. And, and it was more than just his abilities. It was his heart attitude. And so he was anointed. But even though David was anointed and was considered the, one of the greatest kings of Israel, a man after God's own heart, he still committed adultery. He still killed his, 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 his captain, you know, in, the, in his military. And he committed adultery and murder. But God still loved him. And God still forgave him. And God... Uh, you know, calling was still intact in his life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So listen, don't use the excuse that you messed up last week or you lost it, that God can't use you. No, he can always use you if you keep a humble heart. Amen. And so we, we, we think about there. There's two streams uh, of thinking when we're thinking about the will of God. And, you know, I'm going to try to illustrate this. And in a center, you can say it's the place called there. Amen. And think about an arrow going this way, an arrow going that way. And so a, a place called there, that's where we want to be in the place called there. How many people want to be in the place called there? Amen. Some of you are saying Hollywood, uh, or I'm sorry, Hawaii is the place called there. But no, no, Exceed Life Church, Sunday morning is the place called there. Amen. And, and so that's where you want to be at. But, there, but over here, there is what you'd call, you know, I, I call it no worries. And I'm not saying that in a positive way that you're content in the state that you're in. But I'm saying that there are some people that aren't really concerned about the will of God. In their life. They're not concerned about following Jesus. They're not concerned about, you know, doing they, 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 they're, 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 you know, they're just concerned about their own agenda. 
In other words, the, the, the will of God for their life is not a priority to them. Putting God first is not a priority to them. Do you know people like that? They're, they're, they're not in church. A lot of these people are out of church. They're what I call orphan Christians. They're, they're, not, they're not being a part of the body. They, they're, 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 they, they think that they can do the Christian thing without the body of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They, they, they're called CEO Christians. Christmas and Easter only Christians. You know anybody like that? Not this crowd. But CEO Christians. And we don't want to be on that side where it doesn't, you know, K, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be, you know, you know, and, and we don't want to be like that. Well, God's, you know, and it's that, again, that sovereignty thinking that, well, God's in control. If God wants me to do something, he will really move on my heart and I will do it. Uh, I don't know about all that. You, you, you don't, you don't, God will move on some of your hearts, but you can be stubborn. And stiff neck and hard headed. Some of you were like that before you got to Exceed Life Church. I ain't going to that church in a movie theater. But then the problems started mounting up and the issues and the devils started jumping on you. Bam, bam. I got to get to church, you know. You know, and you start. Crisis a lot of times brings people to Christ. Unfortunately, that's the way it works a lot of times. When we realize it's how's it working for you? And it's not working. Maybe you need to get God in your equation. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? And so we have that extreme where it really doesn't matter. And these people that's not really living for Christ, they're they're building building their lives on sand. They're they're, they're not building on the rock. And they have all these problems and issues that they're going through that can be averted if they're walking with God. I tell you, the best place for you to be is in the center of God's will. That's the safest place. That's a prosperous place. That's the place called there. We need to move into that place. Amen. Glory to God. And on the other side of it, you know, where the arrow's pointing this way, you know, we, we have, we have, you know, no worries. Then we have intense worries. And what does that mean, Pastor? Well, they, these are the people that are doing something for God, but they still believe that, that, that it's not where they really need to be at. And they're really worried that they have either missed God in the past. They're not where they used to be or, uh, or they're striving to be into the promised land. They're striving to get into the promise. I want to say this. You're already in the promised land. He said, well, I sure don't feel like I'm in the promised land, Pastor. I feel like I'm eating dirt. I'm barely making it. No, listen, you've got to get to a place where you are content in the state that you're in and you don't need to be striving or looking back to the good old days. Now is the good old days. Yes, Lord. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Faith is always in the now. It's not in the past or in the present. You know, it's faith is now. Now faith is. Yeah. We operate in the now. This should be your best day. Amen. Not last week or last year. I remember the good old days when I used to really run with God. No, you need to start running with God now. Maybe you have matured a little bit and you're not and God's not emotionally jacking you up like he used to. Hello. 
Man, I used to, man, anyway, some people get like that when they come to church. They come to church and they're excited the first couple of weeks of attending Sea Life Church. And the first month they're really excited, but, but they kind of settle in and then, they, and then their problems kind of stay in because they're not really in the church. They're coming, they're more spectators, and then the problems start mounting up because the enemy's putting pressure on them to get out of church. And sometimes when people come in, they, they, sometimes more problems start attacking them. Why? Because the devil's trying to get you out of, uh, of the church. He's trying to get you out of an environment that's going to help you prosper. Amen. And he wants, you to give, he wants to plant you back into the losing world system. And, there, and there's nothing in this world that's good for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The world has nothing. I like what Paul said. He said, I'm crucified to the world. And the world's crucified to me. And we need to get that, that, that tenacity. We, some of us might need to get some grit. I got that this morning. We need it. What does that mean? I'm not talking about grits for breakfast. I'm talking about some tenacity. You got anybody like that? Man, when, I was, when that company was trying to mess with me this week, I, I started thinking I'm fighting for all the little people that got messed over by this company. Man, I turned it into something big. Glory to God. I'm talking to a general manager. But anyway. <laughs> I already got it. I already, I already I talked to my wife. She said, this is how you're going to win your case. And I said, all right. We, we kind of went back and forth. I got all. I'm going to get pictures, everything. But anyway. That's a loving pastor over there. I, listen, I'm about, I'm a pastor of truth. You know what? I want truth. I want, I want justice. I want truth. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Ooh, but you know what? Vengeance is the Lord's. Amen. Okay, so, so we're, we're going back with these two extreme teachings that, that people are on one side, they don't really care, they're not really following God, and, and they, they, they just say, well, if God wants it to be, it will happen, but that's not how God operates. And then on the other side, then we're, we're, so, we're, we're so worried that we're not in the will of God, that we're so stressed out, that we're not happy in the place that we're at. And so we've got to get into a, into a place where uh, we know we're moving into it, but we have to be relaxed in that area. Amen? Okay, and so, and so that, that's, that's a couple keys that we have to do because, um, because the enemy will try to make us think what we're doing is not making a difference. And, we have, and I, the enemy has plagued that with my life lots of times. And, and the enemy, I'm sure, the dream teamers. You know, some of you are like, well, you know, I'm here, but I'm, we're not really seeing an influx of people, and I'm not really greeting too many people, the greeters or whatever, and can make you think that really what you're doing is in vain. I want to say this. Whatever you do for God is never in vain. Amen. Listen, Amen. listen, we're, we're not just here for ourselves. We're here for that one lost soul that comes in. If just one lost soul is saved on a Sunday morning, it, all this is worth it. All this is worth for one person coming into this church, sensing the presence of God. And don't let the enemy make you think that it's not worth it. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Yes. Yes, Lord. Amen. 
And so we, we need to we need to understand that, you know, God's will really is is uh, it's more than just us doing and going. Man, it's getting man, man. It's more than more than just us doing and going. God's will for our life is ready for this. You guys ready? It's it's in being and not just doing and going. God's will is in being. What do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times we think that if we're doing something or going somewhere, we're accomplishing the will of God. But it's more than just us doing something on the outside. It's being what God's called us to be. Okay. In other words, uh, in John chapter three, you know, uh, the the Pharisee came to Jesus and came to him by night. And Nicodemus, I believe, and he came to Jesus, and he and he was and he saw Jesus' power, and he wanted to know, you know, about God, about heaven. And Jesus said, "Ye must be born again." Jesus recognized this, and Jesus didn't tell him, "You got to go to the synagogue to get more life. You got to go do this." No, he said, "Ye must be born again." So we, in other words, we not need not see, listen, I'm not just a pastor. That's, uh, that's my title. That's my job. But that's not who I am. I'm a child of God. And I'm not going to put, you know, uh, you know, put my faith in my title or my job description. No, my faith is in my sonship with the Lord. And when we start putting our faith in our works or what we do and how good we're doing it, then we're not going to have a lot of faith. In other words, our faith is in us being children of God. Jesus said it this way. Don't be so excited that that the demons are subject to you in his name, but be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That your name is, in other words, that you're a child of God. And what the enemy will try, we got to get excited that we're children of the Most High God. That we must be born again. The Bible says be a witness, not just go witnessing. So we need to be. To be or not to be, that is the question. But anyway, we got to be a witness, not just go witnessing. What does that mean, Pastor? Be a witness. Well, the Bible talks about in Acts 1 that, that you will receive power to be a witness unto Jesus. In other words, God will empower you to be nice to people. Amen. Hallelujah. I think. Amen. God will empower you. I'm telling you, some of that old man wants to rise up every once in a while. Does, it, does the old man ever want to rise up in you guys every once in a while? And you're saying, yeah, right now, because you're going over, Pastor. It's like 11.05. You've got to close this thing down. Yeah. And the old man wants to rise up in us. But we've got to tell that old man to get down in Jesus' name. Get back in Jesus' name. You're not going to tr- control my life. The old man. Not talking about your father. The old man. Is that, is that hidden old nature, that carnal nature, amen, that, 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 that wants to try to control you, amen? So, so listen, man, how do we move into this? Man, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna, let me just get this one scripture. How do we move into that perfect will of God? 
Romans 12, 1 and 2 says it this way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, this is, there's keys in here. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which your reasonable service. And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Notice it says that, that, he, that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind, not the removal of your mind. Amen. Some Christians think, man, I, I don't have to think anymore. I just can just use faith to get me out of all my... No, you got, you got, you got a mind. You got to do, you got to think. Amen. It's not the removal of your mind. It's a renewal of your mind. It's not like, well, you know, I'm just I'm going all spiritual here and it's all spiritual. No, there's natural and spiritual and they all work together. It's when the natural and the supernatural come together and it makes an explosive force for God. So there's the natural. We got to live the natural life. We're living down here. We got to do natural things. We got to do what we know is right. And when we're doing the things that we know is right, God's going to do the things that the supernatural things in our life and take care of us. But if we're letting down the things that are right, if we're not doing those things, then how can God take care of us? If we're, you know, if we're, we're believing God to, to help us financially, but we're not tithing. Pastor, you always have to hit on that. But listen, <laughs> he just wants our money. No, God wants to bless you. It's God's financial plan. Give him a seed, and he and he, he plant that seed, and it will grow. Yes. But where you're praying and believing for a financial breakthrough, but you never give anything to God, forget about it. That's a New Yorker say, forget about it, forget about it. All right, man, I'm going to shut this thing down. But listen, listen, here, here it is. Number one, we have to prove the will of God in our life. Going through these scriptures, we have to prove out the will of God. Okay, what does that mean, Pastor? That means that that we got to walk it out every day. As we start walking out our walk and being the light, being salt, being a witness, being born again, a being nice. (laughs) Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Being the church, not just going to church, but being the church. Amen? When we become more interested in being than just not doing, we're going to see fruitfulness in our lives. But more, some of us are just doing and we're not seeing the fruitfulness because we're doing it with the wrong heart motive. We're 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 not being, we're doing, trying to get a result, and we're not getting the results because we're just doing it instead of just being. You want me to say that again? Okay. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? But we need to learn to start being what God wants to be. We've got to prove out the, the will of God. Uh, God's will is good. Amen. It's the good, perfect. God's will is good. The Bible says in James 1, 17, is every good gift comes from God above. So God has a good will for you. Yes. God's will is good. I know the plans that I have for you. Amen. God's will is acceptable. What God is calling you to do, it is, it's, not, it's not like you say, well, that's unacceptable. It's acceptable. 
God's will is acceptable in, in, in your sight. Wait, in other words, you know, you may say, I can't do that. Listen, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. When, when he's talking about a yoke, he's talking about two oxen being yoked together. When we yoke up with Jesus, I'm telling you, it's easy to walk this Christian life. It's just when we unhook from Jesus and we start trying to make it happen ourselves. And we leave Jesus behind. He's back there. But we didn't get back because you can't do nothing without Jesus. Nothing of any significance. Nothing of any real, real power. You can't do anything without. Don't leave Jesus behind. Don't ditch Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we so so God's will is acceptable. It is good and it's perfect. God's will is perfect. Glory to God, and it's perfect for you. In other words, what he's calling you to do, you may not be in the full will of God right now. You may be on a process and a journey right now, but you are moving towards that and start taking steps of faith to move forward in what God, you know, God's calling you to do. And as you start doing that, he will move you into that perfect place called there. He'll move you into that place where you're like saying, you know, when I talk to you, you say, how's it going? You say, I'm living the dream. I'm living the dream. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's the way it should be. You should be living the dream. And when you, when you get to that place and you start submitting yourself, you start renewing your mind, your, 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 your body should present as a living, holy sacrifice. You renew your minds and you start learning who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. I'm telling you, you will be in that perfect will of God. Did you receive it tonight? Today? Praise God. I believe you have. And I'm telling you, the first key to being in God's perfect will is to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I'm telling you, you got to be born again. It's not just doing good works. There's a lots of people that are going to do good works and split hell wide open. You're like, what, Pastor? Are you serious? Yeah. Because it's not about doing good works. It's about being born again, believing in, in Jesus who did the good work for you so you can have right standing with God. Amen. Our, our good works is a filthy rags, the Bible says. You can't obtain your goodness just by being good. You only obtain your goodness by the blood of Jesus and putting our faith in Jesus. And we may be trying to work for our, for our heavenly blessing, but you can't work for your heavenly blessing. You've got to believe for your heavenly blessing. You've got to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Bow your heads right now with me. And maybe you're out here in the audience. Maybe you're watching online. And you, you have not made a decision to receive Jesus as your Lord. Or you may have made a decision, but He's just your Savior, and He's not your Lord right now. You're not following Him. And you know you need to move forward. You need to make a, a decision to, uh, to walk with God. And so if that's you today and you're ready to make that decision to move into that perfect will of God, just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. Now, Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Reveal to me your perfect plan for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.